When many people hear the word museum, it almost immediately brings up memories of grade school field trips. And we believe the benefits of a museum visit extend way beyond the classroom. I mean, have you ever thought of taking a date to a museum? Well, in today's episode, we will discuss the educational power of museums for all types of patrons. Adults, couples, families, kids, and of course, educators. Welcome to All Things Education with me, Mr. Z. And me, Miss V. We are teachers, and we are going to help you explore the world of education. The sweet, the tough, and the outrageous. And let me tell you, we've seen it all. Using our experience, research, and an occasional guest expert, we'll present fresh perspectives on all things education. Wink. (laughs) I see what you did there. Each episode will be informative and entertaining, and no topic is off limits. Before we get into today's episode, we wanted to take a quick minute to thank everyone for listening and giving us such great feedback for our first two episodes. We really appreciate all your comments, so please keep on sharing. Hopefully, with your help, we will continue to improve with each episode. Definitely. And thank you also to everyone that was able to attend our podcast launch party that we had over uh, the last so weekend. So much fun. We really had a great time and we weren't sure how many people would show up. So we honestly have to say we were very pleasantly surprised at all of the love and support. And if we weren't able to invite you this time, it meant nothing. We just didn't want to get overzealous and invite everyone to have only 10 people show up. That might be a little embarrassing. Um, but you can definitely see pictures from the launch party on our official podcast Instagram site at Mr. Z and Miss V. And we took our own advice from episode number two. And at the party, we even had some centers. Exactly. <laughs> right. We had a food center. We even had two photo booth centers. So lots of great photo opportunities. Yeah. And so be sure to check out, out those pictures. Yeah. And if you didn't make this party, no worries, because you know, Scott and I, we love a good party and we will definitely have more. So we can't wait to see you at the next one. Okay. So let's dive right in and talk museums. So Katie, when was the last time that you visited a museum? Actually, it was just in the beginning of January. So I went to the MCA, the Museum of Contemporary Art, and it was to celebrate my three-year anniversary with my fiancé, Javi. Wait, what? You went to a museum to celebrate your anniversary? I mean, that's pretty cool, but why did you choose there? So we chose there because it's got some personal history for us. It's where we had our very first date. So Javi and I met on an app, and as I'm not a good texter, we decided to meet in person very quickly after. And I chose the MCA because it's got a great little restaurant in the bottom of it called Marisol, and they have an awesome happy hour. If you've never been, I would highly recommend. And we had a quick cocktail, and I figured a museum is a great place to kind of have a non-awkward first date, right? But the funny thing was, after we have our cocktail, we go up and we start checking out the exhibits, and it was all about ASMR, um, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, for those that don't know. But pretty much it was, all of the exhibits were focused on noises and um, strange kind of visuals. So there was a room where it had a ponytail coming out of a wall, just swishing. And so Javi and I stood there. It's our very first time meeting and we're listening to the swishing ponytail. Okay. Interesting. Then we go into the next room and it's just all sounds of people eating. 
Um, that's very jarring for some people. Like I know my best friend, Laura, that would not have been her room to go exhibit or to go explore at the exhibit, but it made for definitely great conversation pieces for sure. Oh, I wish I would have checked out that exhibit on ASMR because I've actually thought about starting my own podcast doing that. (laughs) I know you have. You all should hear him. Whenever we put the microphones up, I can hear him whispering into the mic because he loves how it sounds. It's a lot, but... (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie. That is a true story. But with Katie's example, you can see that this proves that museums not only have educational power, but also the power to bring people together. Oh, and in this case, the power of love. (laughs) Cue the Celine Dion. (laughs) But in all seriousness, we really believe that museums have so much to offer everyone. Right. And today we're going to dive into why you might want to hit up a local museum if you're a family looking for a fun outing. Or if you're single, ready to mingle and looking for the perfect first date spot. Or if you're already taken and looking to shake up the regular date spots. And also why we as educators love to incorporate museums into our curriculum. And that doesn't necessarily mean a visit to the actual museum. We're going to examine museums through a few different lenses today. Families, adults, and then also teachers. So let's start with the family lens, Scott. Yeah, museums are a great way to avoid cabin fever. If you're like us up here in Chicago, where it's super cold during these uh, few months here of the winter, it's a great way to get out of the house, do something a little different, and get off of screen time. Museums can help ignite a child's imagination and sense of exploration. And by visiting as a family, you can foster curiosity and shared learning experiences. Exactly. What I love about museums is they allow families to authentically figure out what they're into, right? So you might bring your children to a museum and have no idea that they really loved engineering. Um, but museums have that power. They give you the opportunity to be able to play. And play-based learning, we know, is so important. So, for instance, the Peggy Nordebart Nature Museum, they have these really cool water stations in them. And I think it's fascinating to see how many kids are drawn to that, but not just because it's water and they get to play in it, but really, how does water work? What's the power behind water? Those types of things. I'm not going to lie. I also like just enjoy just playing and splashing in the water. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty fun. But even the Chicago History Museum, on the upstairs, they have one of the original L cars kind of recreated. And it's so cool to see students or kids in general go up there and maybe talk about engineering and how they might want to discover trains a little bit more. So it gives you a really authentic and genuine way to find out what your kids might be into. Yeah. And it also helps foster those conversations around other cultures and ways of life. It really opens them up to some of the diversity that's in the world around us. So for example, the DuSable Black History Museum and Education Center offers a great opportunity to, especially in this month, explore Black history. Absolutely. Black History Month, it's a great way for you and your family to go check that out in a really authentic way. Yeah. And so, you know, some people like try to stay away from certain museums because they think they are specific to ages. However, most museums have a lot to offer all ages of children. And it can be overwhelming. I know museums are so big. When I go into the Art Institute of Chicago, I don't even know where to start and begin. It feels a little bit like, oh my gosh, where, how do I even... So many different wings, so many amazing art to see. So as a a helpful hint, a lot of museums um, have different 
uh, guides already prepared to help families explore it. Like the Art Institute, for example, when you check in, they have pre-made scavenger hunts that lead you through a tour of the museum, which is pretty awesome. Absolutely. And helps to guide your experience a little bit more. Um, museums also encourage you to explore places off the beaten path. So I think when you think Chicago and museums in Chicago, you think maybe the five major ones along museum campus there, um, Hyde Park, but there are actually so many cool museums to discover. So if you do a quick online search, you're going to find a museum that fits all of your interests. I think one of our personal favorites that we've had experience with is the Smart Museum at UChicago. Oh my gosh, yes. In fact, this was a, I, I call it a hidden gem because I was exposed to it maybe like three or four years ago and they have such incredible displays and exhibits and then they also offer on the weekends family days so a couple Saturdays of every month they have really unique programs to bring the whole family together and right now I think um, throughout February and March they have creating cool cardboard cameras and family portraits along with designing your own flag and money making as part of a create a country series it's all pretty cool and the kids love it and I know this because we've actually actually uh, partnered with them here for our camp program. And um, I think we made, what did we made? We made cardboard. We made flower crowns. Like we made, yes, we made um, colored lens goggles. Yeah. I mean, the kids get so creative and they do such a great job at facilitating the learning experience. I totally agree. And I think that's something else to remember that museums aren't just walking around looking at exhibits. They really have hands-on components that are great for the whole family. And then the final reason why it's a wonderful family outing is because if you do enough research, museums really can be cost effective. Um, here in Chicago, many of the major museums and even some of the smaller ones have free days or are entirely free. So, for example, the National Museum of Mexican Art is free daily. And this museum is incredible. We were there not too long ago. And I mean, the art is beautiful and amazing. The docents are so knowledgeable and the gift shop is, I mean, it's reason to go alone. The gift shop is amazing. Yeah. So the money that you save on admission, you can buy in, <laughs> in, in uh, souvenirs, but no, in all seriousness, again, um, the National Museum of Mexican Art is free daily and it's not just for Illinois residents or Chicago residents, which some of the museums sometimes are. So again, get out there and do your research. One of my personal favorites is the MCA where Katie and Javi had their first date because they have a really cool program. First of all, it's Tuesdays are free for Illinois residents, but they have a policy that they won't turn anyone away. It's a pay what you can policy. So that means that everybody can enjoy art and they understand the importance of that art education. I love that. That's so amazing and inclusive. So if you do your research, most of them require online booking in advance. So just be cautious of that. But get out there, explore those museums and have fun as a family. I also think museums are great for just regular adults like us, Scott. We don't have any kids, but we can still go and enjoy a museum. So let's explore them through that lens a little bit more. Now, you asked me in the beginning when the last time I was at a museum was. So let's turn it on you. When were you at a museum last? Well, actually, it was with you. We were at the DePage Children's Museum, and it was after a professional development for educators. Yes. And after the session, we were able to explore the museum together. It was actually pretty cool. Well, it was amazing, yeah. to be honest. We made slime. They have this giant bubble that you can actually get in the center of and and 
put yourself in the middle of this bubble. I don't know how to explain it. I'll post a picture on our Instagram yeah, to check it out. Yeah, we have some great pictures. Yeah, it was so much fun. And it was just great to hands-on, play in some water, like we mentioned earlier. I love that. Um, and we always joke about being there together. But it wasn't a romantic date because <laughs> we're just friends. Um, and, of course, we've heard about Javi. But um, museums do make a great date spot. As Katie referenced earlier and how she met Javi. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, you know, we've all been on dates where we run out of conversation because it was a quick swipe right. Uh, you already texted back and forth and then you're sitting over dinner. You're looking at each other. It's boring and there's nothing to talk about. Well, museums have that really great built-in conversation piece. You can go around and look at the exhibits and boom, you have immediate talking points. Yeah, and it also gives you the opportunity to explore different uh, kind of bizarre and out there museums. Like, ooh, you had a really good yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so last summer or two summers ago, I think it was two, two summers, summers ago. ago um, I went to uh, Croatia, um, and I know that's a little far to travel, but <laughs> especially um, for a first date, <laughs> I did uh, some research and I found this like really, you know, they had love lovely museums in Croatia. However, I found one called the Broken Hearts Museum or the Museum of Broken Hearts. There's actually one in. LA as well. I'm not sure if it's still open though. And it was the coolest. It had displays about heartbreak from um, lovers, from family members, from friendships. And it was the coolest thing. And they had all these artifacts that people submitted um, that represented their broken heart. And some, some of it was like a sweater that I knitted for an ex-lover or a box of a pizza crust making kit that mm -hmm. like they made when they were growing up together as siblings. I mean, it was just the the coolest thing I can't explain to you the amazing stories that were with it. I've never laughed, cried, and spent so much time reading every uh, display in a museum. And I think what's really cool is, you know, he was telling me about it and I'm like, oh, that sounds a little depressing. And the shocking part was because he took a lot of pictures and actually it was really inspiring and really hopeful. And so I think that's, you know, it's an amazing opportunity, especially if you're on a date with someone new to kind of have those experiences where you're feeling a lot of emotions in a really cool, genuine way. Yeah. And you can kind of even weed out maybe if that date's going to be a good one. Like if <laughs> they're really true. into the toenail clippings that you kept <laughs> from uh, an ex-lover from 20 years ago. Yeah, it um, might be a red flag. It might be a red flag. <laughs> but no, it was really uh, such an inspiring and uplifting museum to visit. I love that. And then some museums, you know, they offer adult-only events. So like last year in 2022, Shed Aquarium offered Shed After Hours house party, and it was for 21 years and up. There was, um, you know, opportunities to hang out with the belugas and other aquatic animals and have a couple drinks, dance, you know, have a great time. <laughs> yeah. And at the Lincoln Park Zoo, they also have adult nights out, especially during the summer. They call them block parties. Yeah. So lots of opportunities for if you're an adult, whether you're on a date or not, or just like Scott and I going together, they're great opportunities to be out, but also be learning while you're out. Yeah. And, and obviously, like Katie mentioned before, they have great <clears throat> opportunities for conversation, talking points. But exactly. we want to tell you this, like in episode two, I had a warning, a beware of uh, craft sites, sort of like Pinterest, you know, where they have these ideas, but we have one for museums as well. Totally. Beware of Instagram trap museums. They yes. can be expensive and are mostly only photo opportunities, which there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to have a great social media presence, go 
go for it. However, it could be a very awkward date or a spent time with someone that you don't know that well because there's not much education of value or talking points. And then, you know, it's kind of like, hey, can you take my picture? Oh, I don't like it. Can you take it again? Can you take it again? Or you don't really, if it's a first date and you probably don't want 50 photos of you and your first date together could be definitely a little bit awkward and yeah, actually what happens if it doesn't work out yeah yeah then you have all these photos of some random person and then is the date gonna think i'm narcissistic because i'm like wait no i don't like that angle can you get this lighting Hold on, let me pose again wait this is my good side wait let me break out my ring light <laughs> maybe that's a better spot for you and i maybe go. yes but actually we did try going to one over this past summer and i don't know maybe we're just cheap but the service fee on top of each ticket was almost the same price as the whole ticket. So really not cost effective. And for something where you're not going to do a lot of learning out of it, uh, it might not be worth it. So just be cautious because something has the label museum, do a little research. It might not actually be an educational museum and that's okay if that's what you're looking for. But if you're looking for more of an opportunity to talk and explore and actually learn something, some of those more photograph-friendly um or photograph forward only museums might not be the place you're looking for. Yeah. And believe us, we're in Chicago, so we're lucky. We know we're surrounded by a number of museums, even nearby suburbs as well. Um, but if you do a little research, wherever you're listening to this podcast, I bet you'll be able to find um, some museums near you. Absolutely. And the final lens that we want to explore museums through is that of an educator. And as we mentioned in our intro, most people think of going to museums on classroom field trips. And they do make great field trips. But Mm -hmm. we are not going to discuss museums in a field trip sense right now because we will save that for a future episode that's all about field trips. Right. And today, rather, we're going to talk about all the educational resources that museums provide for you to use actually in your classroom. So you don't even have to leave the four walls of your own classroom. Now, this is great for schools that maybe don't have funds or a budget for actually leaving and going on a field trip. You can still use museums as a great resource. For example, a lot of museums will have classroom artifact kits. Now, this was a few years ago, so I'm not sure if they still do it, but Shed Aquarium, if you reached out to them, they used to send really amazing artifact kits that we would talk about. Um, we had a whole penguin unit in January, typically, in our kindergarten classrooms, and they would send you a box that had real penguin feathers. They had um, an orca tooth. They had all of these really cool things that you were able to explore through that artifact kit. And it was a great center activity for students to actually be able to touch and manipulate these really amazing kind of primary resources that really help students to learn. Yeah. I also know the Natural History Museum has a like an educator checkout policy as well. You could check out different animal habitats that have like a box filled with um, things that you would find in that that area where that animal lives too. So, and that's just one of many that they had to offer. Totally. So amazing opportunities to have museums actually send something directly to your classroom, obviously with the intent that you'll return it, but really great hands-on learning for students. Now, they also have a lot of virtual experiences. You know, in pre-pandemic times, maybe we didn't see this as often, but now with the pandemic, There are a lot of virtual learning experiences that you can do, some of them free also. So reach out to your local museums and see if they have anything where they could maybe video into your classroom. Or even if it's not live, right, maybe they have an async option where you and your class can be watching a video and then have a really cool learning activity to follow up with directly from a museum. 
Yeah. Um, great, great opportunities there. Also, a lot of museums will provide grade level lesson plans and materials. So sometimes if you attend a professional development, um, you'll get a binder full of these lesson plans and tools. And, and it, sometimes it's not even through a professional development. They mm-hmm. just have them online and available. So if you just look, I know we have some from the DuPage Children's Museum. From Shed Aquarium. From the Shed Aquarium. The Peggy Notebart Museum had a whole series. Right. And these are great because they're actually tied to standards. They're really specific. They're created by educators. So they know how to engage the students and they have all of those pieces of a really quality lesson plan. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because it's pre-made. Why reinvent the wheel? Teachers have it hard enough. Oh, wait, I'm getting on a soapbox here. Teachers <laughs> have it hard enough already in the classroom with everything they're dealing with. So why not make it easier on yourself? And if these lesson plans are true, are tried and true, just yeah, stick with them. it, right? Totally. And then finally, museum educators. Uh, many museums have an educator on site or multiple, and they oftentimes are willing to come to your classroom and bring materials in and actually lead your class through a lesson. This might not happen all of the time, but reach out. Again, see what your museum offers and then use it. Yeah, um, check out those resources around you. I mean, we've had bugs in the classroom, Madagascar hissing cockroaches, mm-hmm. um, praying mantises. The kids love seeing this up close and personal. So um, such a great learning opportunity, and it really sparks their interest. And they want to know more about these animals when they see them in person. Absolutely. So... Obviously, Scott and I live in the city of Chicago. We have museums aplenty. But even if you don't, we encourage you, do your research, get exploring, whether you're a family, a child, an adult, um, someone looking for a date, or if you're an educator, museums have something to offer you. Yes. So I think that's a wrap on today's episode. (laughs) If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please hit us up on our Instagram. And if you want to uh, start some funding for Scott's uh, ASMR podcast, (laughs) definitely leave a little note about that too. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.